0: welcome pewter report readers viewers and listeners to a brand new edition of the pewter report podcast energized by celsius the official energy drink of PewterReport.com. want to say hello to all the pewter people watching us as you get ready For Thanksgiving, that's coming tomorrow. So you got Thanksgiving Eve tonight. Please be safe to all those that are going out tonight. Uh, But in the meantime, we are going to be previewing the Tampa Bay X game, Indianapolis Colts. I think a lot of these games are must-win at this point. So that goes without saying. But it's a very exciting game. The Bucs are wearing pewter. It's an opportunity for them to win a game that is quite winnable for this team and stay afloat in the NFC South. Divisional race, as you see Mike Evans rocking the pewter jersey there. And we're going to break it all down, get some fan questions, and, of course, uh, Super Chats if you cut the line as well. I'm your host, Matt Matera, a.k.a. Matty Diamonds. Joining with me is the face that runs the place, SR Scott Reynolds. And, Scott, before we get to Bucks vs. Colts, a little bit of news that just broke mere moments before the show started.
1: Yeah, uh, we've got uh, some news that Raheem Jarrett, Bucks uh, rookie receiver, is suffered an injury and is going to go an injured reserve. Not sure if that's going to be the short term injured reserve or if it's season ending. Trying to get some information on that as we as we go live here. My guess is Ryan Miller going to be called up from the practice squad. Um, I think that that's that's kind of a buzzworthy name that we've we've heard behind the scenes that he's really catching some passes. Although Cephas Johnson also doing a really good job in scout team and giving this team a look and he's a bigger body at six foot four, 200 and something pounds. He's the second biggest guy behind Mike Evans on this team. But Ryan Miller really is a player that has come on, just catches everything. He's kind of a bigger version of Adam Humphreys and uh, gets open and catches the ball. And that's what you're supposed to do for your receiver, right? Get open, catch the ball. Yeah. So I wouldn't be surprised if Miller ends up taking the, the spot on the active roster uh, when they when they do it in elevation, but they have not made that corresponding move uh, as of yet.
0: Miller would have made the all-hands team if they had one for training camp, because as you yeah. said, he was just a Venus flytrap. Like, yeah. anything around him, he was able to make the catch. Found a lot of pockets to get open. Granted, take it with a grain of salt, it is training camp. And Cephas Johnson, yeah, gigantic yeah. human being. I remember he made a nice play, it was during the joint training camp practice with the Jets and Gi- – mm-hmm. uh, with the Jets, but it's actually the next day when they went to the Giants facility. So yeah. it was against the Bucks player, and I remember it was just a deep ball down the field, and he's like, oh, I'm tall. I'm just going to yeah. put my arms up and make the catch down the field. I he's, he's a
1: big to- dude. We, we see him walk through the locker room, and he's, he's a big yeah. guy. I mean, he's, he's, he's actually- definitely – Got some he's size, a
0: gigantic to guy for sure. Um, and it sucks to see for Rocky Rakim Jarrett. We'll, we'll yeah. find out how long he's going to be out for, but you know, he had the big, the biggest play, uh, in terms of yard wise, yeah, against the San Francisco 49ers, made one reception for about 41 yards, if yeah. my memory serves me correctly. So, you know, it, it's been a. I know, I know Trey Palmer gets the majority of the quote unquote wide receiver three snaps, averaging right. around 78 percent snaps per game. But it really has been a wide receiver three by committee, whether it's yeah. Troy Palmer making a couple of plays, Devin Tompkins obviously is utilized like a Swiss army knife between special teams and end arounds and, and making some plays at wide receiver and also not making some plays in the end zone as well. And right. uh, Jarrett was in the mix uh, as well too. So how much of an impact will this wide receiver be who gets called up? If we, if we think it's going to be Ryan Miller or Cephas Johnson I don't think it's going to make too much of a difference to the game yeah. plan with what Dave Canales wants to do, but it's certainly something to uh, take note of for yeah. this uh, for this upcoming game.
1: Well, and Trey Palmer really is, has been getting uh, the vast majority of reps at wide receiver three throughout the entire season, really, since week one. And he only has 21 catches on the in- entire year. Only been targeted 38 times. You compare that to Mike Evans at 82, naturally, right? Yeah. And then Chris Godwin targeted 75 times. And he, he really is that that true number three. It's not like you've got Mike Evans, Chris Godwin and, and Antonio Brown out there, right? Where you've got three number ones, essentially he is truly that number three. And the other guys you mentioned, Devin Tompkins, been seeing, you know, his share of playing time, 14 catches on 21 targets. And then for Rakeem Jarrett, uh, he really was only targeted nine times, but had four catches, including that 41 yarder at, um, uh, at San Francisco. So, uh, they're high on him, and we'll see how how long he's out. If it's season ending, or if it's going to be just for four weeks, we we didn't get that information in the release from the team, so we shall see.
0: We shall. And uh, today was a fun day at the Bucks facility because obviously with Thanksgiving tomorrow, um, they they tried to cram all of the media yeah. mail bill <laughs> into one day, so it was a bit of a car wash. They're in right. practice tomorrow on Thanksgiving. But they're just allowing media to go watch practice, which I'll yeah. be at. You're just going, saying who's there, who's not there, and then dipping out yeah. after. There's no media availability, right? Uh, as, as far as access to coaches and players tomorrow. Yeah. So it was fun. We got a mishmash of you know Larry Foot in the morning, and then practice, <clears throat> and then Todd Bowles, and then Baker yep. Mayfield, and then we had open locker room, and then we got Dave Canales. Yep. saving the best is, for last.
1: Uh, oh yeah, he's he serves the media like. Right
0: in terms of like back and forth with the media. uh, Yeah.
1: And uh, yeah, I I think I think this offense is is getting closer to really kind of um, getting over the hump with with the 20 points per game. I mean, that's a really good defense they're playing. And there were some self-inflicted wounds there. But there's going to be some opportunities against this Colts defense. I think, you know, the interesting thing about the Colts is they are they're towards the bottom of the league. When it comes to points allowed on defense, I think they're averaging 24.8 points allowed and they're scoring 24 points on offense per game. And that's I mean, they're five and five. Right. I mean, that's that says it all right there. When you're scoring 20, 24, you're allowing 24, five and five feels right. And that's exactly where the Colts are right now. But it's been a tale of two seasons for the Colts because early on uh, they, they lost. Uh, to Jacksonville uh, at home. The interesting thing is they've only won one game at Lucas Oil Field, right? One game at at home, and that was against Tennessee. They beat the Titans 23-16 three sixteen. They've had four losses. Their only other win, technically, that's a home win, was in Germany last week. They they beat the the Patriots ten to six. But I'm just going to read these scores off here, and it, I it doesn't matter what week or what. With the opponent, I'm just going to read the scores. They lost 31 21. They won 31 20. They won 22 19 in overtime. They lost 29 23 in overtime. They won 23 16. And then they had three straight losses 37 20, 39 38, 38 27. And then the last two weeks, everything changes. This Colts offense that has been lighting teams up or putting points on the board screeches to a halt these last two games. They beat the Carolina Panthers at Carolina 27-13, but there were two pick-sixes by Kenny Moore, the defensive back. So you yeah. take those those 27 points, 14 were scored by the defense, that means 13 scored by the offense. Then last week over in Germany against the Patriots, they only scored 10 points. So you have a 10 to 6 win there. Now, conversely, a defense that was allowing Uh, 37 points to the Jaguars, 39 points to the Browns, 38 points to the Saints. All of a sudden they've slammed the brakes on too, but in a good way, they held the Panthers to 13 points. Again, it's Bryce Young and the the Panthers. So there's something to be said there. And Mac Jones and the Patriots, they faced two bad offenses the last two weeks, but they've done their part as well allowing just 13 points against the Panthers and six points against the Patriots. So they've had some success. They have five interceptions in the last two games. And so maybe they're, they're turning things around from a defensive standpoint, but all of a sudden the offense is kind of regressing right now with Gardner Minshew at, at the helm. Yeah. Remember he replaced Anthony Richardson, the rookie quarterback in October. So which Colts team's gonna show up, Matt, on offense and defense. We don't know, nor do we know which Buccaneer team's gonna show up on <laughs> offense or defense either. So it's gonna make for an interesting game on Sunday, I think.
0: It really is. We don't even know who's going to play for the Bucks. Obviously, there's a lot of questions with uh, their big three guys on the deep the football. We should also take into consideration the Colts are coming off of a bye because their last yes. game was in Germany against the Patriots, like you talked about. Right. They had last week off, so you have you got a team that's Coming in fresh, and we obviously talk about a lot of the the, the self-scouting and, yeah. and what can go on there. But I think that's why you see Gardner Minshew is a perennial backup quarterback at, at this point yeah. in his career. I'm not going to call him Ryan Fitzpatrick by any means, right. um, but we've seen with Ryan Fitzpatrick, even when he was here with the Buccaneers, yeah. you come out great, come out hot, and then... You win a couple games, then you regress, and the interceptions come back, and, and the poor play comes back, and yeah. you're kind of get, kind of getting that with Gardner Minshew. Now he hasn't yeah. been like a turnover machine by any means. Yeah, um, he's
1: he's thrown eight touchdowns, six interceptions, but you know y- yeah. you want that you want that that two to one ratio at least. -hmm. Or or three to one if you're having a really good season, right? Like Baker's kind of around three to one with 15 touchdowns, six interceptions. That's that's pretty good. But eight and six, that's not a good ratio. At the same time, Gardner Minshew is three and three. So again, kind of a 500 record for the Colts right now. He's 500 as a quarterback, and and we'll see. I mean, he's he's got the look, he's got the locks, but he also will throw some some uh, some interceptions out there as well. And I think for a Bucks team that. It really is kind of starved to get some some turnovers, uh, especially some interceptions that, gosh, man, what did they drop, three or four against the Titans before Winfield yeah, finally bad. got one? They didn't have a, a turnover last week or a takeaway on defense. So it's going to be interesting to see how this game plays out from, from from the turnover perspective, because I really believe Tampa Bay has got to win the turnover margin to have a chance to win this one
0: they've been able to hold on to the football relatively well now the one time they didn't was last game against the 49ers granted I believe that the last the last turnover was kind of later in the game when yeah. the 49ers started pulling away but that fumble by Baker Mayfield changed a lot in that game because the Bucs are trying to move the ball they were getting into field goal range and yep. quite frankly I thought the Bucs actually were able to go down the field, not with ease for sure, but we're successful in probably getting some more progress against the 49ers defense, especially in San Francisco, more than most teams have outside of the Joe Burrow game with the uh, with the Bengals beating them a couple weeks ago. As Richie P, P says, Matt uh, sporting the stash and shirt is giving me and shoe vibes. <laughs> I guess I just got to grow my hair out a little bit. Right. Um, but thanks for noticing, I guess. Not really yeah. going for a gardener look, but just... Uh, <laughs> or Minshew look, but just in general. But yeah, I mean, turnovers is going to be huge, and yeah. obviously stopping the, the Colts' run game. It, I, I don't think this game will ultimately come down to who can run it better, because we know that the Bucs can't really run it. right? But if you make Gardner, like if it turns into a one-dimensional matchup with the Bucs needing to throw it and the Colts needing to throw it, yeah. I actually like the Bucks' chances a lot more. Uh, obviously, a lot will have to deal with how the Bucks attack the, the, the passing game in terms of getting pressure. But still, I mean, Gardner Minshew, when he has to chuck it over, 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 and over again, I think Gardner Minshew pers- personally likes it, yeah. but <laughs> the offense in general doesn't thrive better when Gardner is just throwing it all over the field. It's not like he's at Washington State anymore. Uh, that's yeah. not exactly how you win in the NFL and so, if it comes down to that, I do like the Bucks' chances just a little bit more.
1: Yeah, I agree. And I just got a so a tip here that if it's not Ryan Miller, it it would be David Moore. He's also looked really good. So there's yeah. those are the two options right there that could replace Raheem Jarrett. Uh, but you know, you mentioned Matt Jonathan Taylor, and, and this is a really interesting kind of game, right? Because obviously he's the weapon that you have to stop. He's he's a, a you know the best player on the Colts' offense. I think. Everyone can agree to that, but I wonder if Todd Bowles is going to be in, in kind of no man's land. And he and he kind of talked about this today a little bit when I asked the question because it's kind of like a whack-a-mole type thing, right? It's like you you want to um, you want to protect your weakness, which is a very young second year, right? And l- let's face it, uh, Todd Bowles all but said today that Levante David, Jamel Dean, and Carlton Davis probably are not going to play in this game. They didn't practice today. I, I think that it, it would probably take a little bit of a miracle for even one of those guys to play. So the anticipation that that those three are, is going to be out, I think that's that's going to become the realization. I mean, we talked to Servassier Dennis today in the media availability, and we talked to Josh Hayes today, both rookies. And so yeah. that was <laughs> a little bit of a tip when the, the PR staff is putting those guys up there that they're going to play. And even Bowles said today that the KJ Britt and Cervasio Dennis would play and Josh Hayes and Keenan Isaac would play a corner. So
0: packages for them each. Yeah,
1: exactly. Exactly. So having said that, if you, if you commit resources, which means stack the box to stop Jonathan Taylor, then, Matt, you're, you're kind of forced to play some man coverage. It's just a numbers yeah. game, right? If you put a guy in the mm-hmm. box, all of a sudden you're having, you're having coverage singled up back there. And you can do some things in terms of having a, a safety shade over to one side or the other for some deep help. But it, it really takes you out of the rush four, drop seven into zone. And maybe that's music to Buccaneer fans' ears who have seen too much soft zone coverage, right? But you're playing really, really young Untested players, Kayvon Merriweather at safety, you're playing Josh Hayes. You've got Cervasio Dennis in there, uh, or even KJ Britt playing at at linebacker for Levante David. And and so if you commit those resources to Taylor, you can get exposed on the back end with Pittman and and Downs and a couple of these receivers. Uh, But if you don't stop Jonathan Taylor, then all of a sudden Gardner Minshew is doing those play action passes. And now the Colts can keep you guessing and, and keep you on your mm-hmm. toes because they can run or pass, right? So I, I think Todd Bowles is going to have to really cross his fingers, trust the young guys in the back, and, and make sure that they kind of stop Jonathan Taylor in the running game. Your thoughts?
0: Yeah, I'll, yeah, I'll give my opinion on this in a second. Just uh, want to get to this video of Todd Bowles talking about the injuries yeah. to Levante and company. And I know Levante was there. It's like a life practice. Can you tell us who was able to go or where, where those guys stand right now? If it was a game today,
1: probably Levante, Devin, and Dean, I would say wouldn't have played. And
0: we'll see how the week goes with their injuries. And so that being said, um, if if, uh, I know some of the young guys got to play last week, but you've got KJ, you you obviously got Javache. So do they both play? Which one steps in? Um, They they both
1: will play. We have different packages where they both will play where it's not too much on their
0: plate. Yeah, we've seen the Bucks run stopping defense kind of be up and down this season. I think they've yeah. been better as of late. Last week was a little tough with Christian McCaffrey, but I'm going to give the Bucks a bit of a break. Like it's it's Christian McCaffrey. It's it's the 49ers' offense, which is yeah. is one of the best in the league, one of the best offensive lines in the league. Um, but yeah, I mean it's it's definitely something to worry about if you're going to have Servassi Dennis or KJ Britt starting in there. With all the pitfalls of Devin White, especially stopping the run and even more, especially trying to get off of blocks, which is one of the biggest issues that he has as an inside linebacker. So more than anything else, forget about the rookies just playing man to man or putting rookies in these situations. Right. you're going to be crossing your fingers for Vita Veya to, to have another great yeah. game, for Kalijah Kansi to get some more TFLs. Right. Even a guy like Joe Tryanchenko, who we bashed on, bashed on this show as of late, does a pretty solid job in stopping the run. Yeah. Now, does that mean Agreed. he should get more playing time than Yaya? No, not necessarily, but we don't have to open up that can of worms again because we, yeah. uh, we have talked about it you know, a fair amount. <laughs> Now, as Callie Buck says, Devin White and David could miss the game. Yeah, is it, that's um,
1: interesting because I I just heard that replay, and of course we were there live for that press conference. But I could have sworn live he said Davis, Jim, like Davis Dean and and David, but yeah. he actually said he actually said Devin.
0: Yeah. So actually, the injury report just came out. We might as well okay. get into it since uh, it. since Todd did so. Uh, we'll start with the box. obviously. Levante David did not practice groin. Carlton Davis, hip, limited in participation. Jamel Dean, ankle, foot, did not participate. Chris Godwin, knee, elbow, limited. Robert Hainsy knee, limited. Ryan Neal, thumb, fully participated. Devin okay. White, foot, did not participate. Yeah. And then Tristan Wirth's ankle, full participation. So practice today was indoors because it was raining for those that right. maybe aren't in Tampa in the moment Um but it was essentially a walkthrough. There was no no helmets, no shoulder yeah. pads, except for Jake Kamara. Shout out Jake Kamara, pulling a Johnny football <laughs> from his pro day. Um, <laughs> so they're just wearing t shirts. So like Devin was out there, he was in a t shirt, but that doesn't mean that he right. actually practiced. Now, if <laughs> is it a good thing if Devin doesn't play this week, <laughs> and it's KJ Britt and Savassi Dennis? Now, um, to get back to your point about if the Bucks have to play more man because they got they got to stack the box and everything. I mean, Jamel Dean struggled to man to man last week, but right. the good thing for the Bucks is outside of like Michael Pittman on the Colts and, and obviously Jonathan Taylor at running back, yeah. We're never gonna confuse the Colts offense for the 49ers offense. Like the Colts True. don't have Brandon Ayuk and Devo Samuel and George Downs. Yeah. Josh Downs is a pretty guys. good
1: receiver. The, the yeah, North Todd Carolina. Bowles even yeah. Todd
0: Bowles even uh mentioned him. Yeah uh, on his own. But still, I mean
1: yeah, to, to your point, though, there's really like kind of two guys there. to have to, to worry about. It. Now, at the same time, for whatever reason, it's been that third receiver that has got the Bucks in trouble a couple of times. If you go back to to uh, uh, Shakir, right, the Buffalo receiver uh, yeah. who was the number three, he had 92 yards in the game. He's actually the leading receiver. You go back to the Houston game, Noah Brown, the third receiver there. I mean, Tank Dell had a big day. Nico Brown or Nico Collins had the first touchdown, but it was Noah Brown who had the big 76 yard touchdown and and ended up having more receiving yards. So, uh, as as much as we want to sit there and and maybe critique the Colts, and I'm with you, Matt. I I look at at. At the weapons they have, and I'm, I'm not terribly concerned outside of Pittman and Downs. Uh, Alec Pierce out of Cincinnati, uh, you know, he's, he's kind of a big-bodied receiver, only has 18 catches for 264 yards, no touchdowns. But that could change at, at any moment against the Tudorville's defense. Uh, so, But I'm with you. I, I, I'm not terribly concerned. Now, come 1.30, 2 o'clock on Sunday, that that might change my opinion. So uh, hopefully, yeah, as Cali Buck said, the third receiver is killing the Bucks all year. It's kind of been that way a little bit, but maybe the Colts don't have that third that's going to be that much of a problem. Uh, we'll, we'll wait and see.
0: Yeah. Now I'm curious to get your opinion on this, Scott, because I, I was thinking about this the other day. I was thinking about it this morning, and we have talked about how the Bucks' offense is getting better. It is trending in the right direction, but I'm yeah. not at the point where I'm going to say the Bucs are going to win because the offense falls out. And I know they did against the Texans, but I'm yeah. saying on like a consistent basis, the offense is putting up numbers and, and that's why they're winning. I still firmly believe that this team goes as the Bucks' defense goes. Yeah. If Bucks show up like they did against the Titans. And right. You know the saints right before the bye. I think this could be not a cakewalk, it's the NFL, but I think a somewhat stress free type of game for the Buccaneers if that defense shows up. But on the flip side, if you get a game kind of like last week against the 49ers or that Texans game, yeah, Bucs fans are going to be banging their head. Against oh, yeah, all by the end of it. Do you see it that way where like ultimately it's going to come down to the Bucs defense?
1: Yeah, yeah, I agree with you, and just, just because. I, I think the offense can do enough against this Colts defense to to win the game, whether it's 20 points needed, yeah. 24. I, I, I can see that kind of happening. As long as Baker plays mistake-free football, he did have two turnovers last week. But, again, that's a 49ers defense that is head and shoulders above the Colts. But I'm with you, Matt. So goes the defense. So goes the Buccaneers. And uh, if if they can get some some good play from these these youngsters in there and, and get after the quarterback uh, – Gardner Minshew's, I don't want to say he shouldn't beat you. CJ Stroud beat you. Brock Purdy, yeah. right? There's been some quarterbacks, right? PJ Walker last year, Kenny Pickett and Mitch Trubisky. Trevor Pittsburgh. Simeon
0: a couple of years ago. Yeah.
1: So as much as you want to to uh to look at a Gardner and kind of downplay him, um I just don't trust this defense, man. I just don't. And and I and I think it's gonna be a challenge if they can't stop Jonathan Taylor. And then the Colts get to you know to to allow Gardner Minshew to use play action and and not have to, to win the game. I mean, remember this play? This was that, that yes, Angel Winfield Moss. play a lot. Yeah, yeah over mean, Michael Pittman Jr. Mean,
0: that game was crazy too, because if you remember, the Bucks played like absolute ass in yes, the first they did. half. Like they were they it were did. terrible. And I right. forgot who it was because it wasn't like Brady, but
1: it was, was Leonard Fournette. It, it, was, was it, it was yes, it, Leonard half, Fournette spoke speech Lenny, to everybody. Yes
0: yes ever and he spoke in the locker room and it changed everything because obviously you had the big interception by Antoine Field jr and another storyline this might have happened in the first half but vita vea got a tooth knocked out and it was like everyone's oh my god he's playing oh he's a hockey player and then he came to practice like the next day and we spoke to him and he had a mask on for like half of it and then he took his (laughs) mask off and showed that uh his teeth that That's his tooth right. was out. And then he got a fixed like two days later. So, yeah. Yeah. Very memorable game. The last time yeah. that they took on the. Uh,
1: Leonard, what are you doing? Right? Scoring touchdowns. What are you doing then, with the
0: halftime speech? You Motivator. <laughs> Leonard, Leonard scored a touchdown. And then also they almost blew it at the end with the kickoff. Yes. With like a little bit of time. Right. Left. Mike Edwards. <laughs> Mike Edwards. Shout out yes. to him. Made a game saving tackle on special yep. teams on the kickoff. Sure really did. a crazy game might be one of those as a Bucs fan. They ended up winning. So not not really too much pain, but that might want to be one that you if things go south for the Bucs on Sunday, you might want to rewatch that other game.
1: I know. Exactly. Yeah. Uh Scott Jacks here with a, a, a comment. Guys, these rookies are going to want to impress, expect them to fight for respect to the organization. Yeah. The thing is is, you know, if you're if you're a guy like like uh I don't know like say Josh Hayes, right? You've yeah. you've made you've made some um you know you you've made some some plays in special teams as a gunner. And, and now that, you know, you, you got thrown into the action against the 49ers the, for the, the very end of that, that game. And you made a couple tackles. I think he finished with what, three tackles, including he and yeah. Sarvasia Dennis had a fourth down stop on, on Christian McCaffrey. It just, you, you want more, right? Like you, that kind of whets your appetite a little bit. And Sarvasia Dennis getting in there. And I talked to Voss today. And I said, how'd you play? He's like, eh, you know. <laughs> I said, you missed a couple tackles, but it wasn't for lack of effort, right? He did for those he missed, but he did get a couple tackles. And you know, the guy he's trying to tackle is also yeah. Christian McCaffrey. Not exactly it's, the easiest guy for Dennis. starters to tackle.
0: Yeah, Sarasi Dennis, from what we've learned early on with him, is that uh, he's pretty open and honest about his self-scouting and, yeah. and what he thinks of himself. Because yeah. I remember we were talking to him after – the, the first preseason game that he played yeah. in and he was like yeah i wasn't i wasn't good in that game or w- whichever was the first game he was able to play as yeah. he was dealing with an injury but it's funny you mentioned josh hayes and uh because we spoke to him today as well and he had talked about because he had been training like both as a corner and a, and a safety and he said he felt more comfortable as a corner um yeah. out there which which was interesting to see so uh sounds like that todd bowles will kind of Keep him in that same role if he has to be utilized for this game. Yeah. We'll see. I mean, you know, Ian Rappaport had that report earlier today that Jamel Dean's going to be week to week. But right. if Dean didn't even practice today, week to week doesn't guarantee that he, that he's going to play by any means. So, right, um, it's tough, battle when you have a lot of rookies in there, but not a position that Todd Bowles has not been in before, or at least with yeah. like. Having to put in new guys all across the board in the second. Sure.
1: Well, you know? if, yeah. If you go back to his first year as the defensive coordinator in 2019, he played Sean Murphy bunting and and Mike Edwards, right? Um, yeah. You know, and Jamel Dean that that season, and exactly. and he knows that there's going to be some growing pains. You go back to the Jamel Dean ag- uh, game against Seattle, right? Would he give up two touchdowns, three touchdowns, whatever it was. He did. Um, he wasn't
0: even expected to play.
1: Yeah, and, and uh so that comes to the territory. At the same time, during the Super Bowl year, he starts Antoine Winfield at, at safety in his first game against Drew Brees, right? And in, in the twenty twenty season opener. So Todd Bowles is not afraid to play rookies as long as you're good and and you've earned the coach's trust by knowing the plays and you know, it, it's different out there when when all of a sudden, you know, they, they snap the ball, right? And now it's now it's not yeah. practice anymore. Now it's it's live bullets and you're 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 out there in, in the battlefield that we call the gridiron. And um and stuff can go sideways sometimes. But um they like this rookie class, they like some of these players, and we've already seen some guys like Elijah Kansi and Yaya Diaby show up on defense, and we'll see how, how Servasia Dennis does and, and Josh Hayes. As well as Keenan Isaacs, who is a yeah. very big cornerback, six one six two. You know, we appreciate the super chat here from uh, Kelly Dwight Fields. Yeah,
0: thank you, thank you, Kelly Dwight Fields, for the dollar ninety nine super chat. Who says rookies playing is a good thing to see? Yeah, uh, for Keenan Isaac, he was a guy in training camp. Very interesting player, intriguing player to watch for sure because he has really good size. He's very lanky, kind of like uh kind of like a Jamel Dean. And he was pretty boomer bust in terms yep. of he made some plays, he made some nice plays, getting some inter- interceptions. Yep. but there were times where there would be a deep shot to Mike Evans or Trey Palmer whoever, yep. and Keenan Isaac was the ultimately the culprit in that situation. Now with this uh, the, uh, with this defense that has struggled to take the ball away through the air. Stripping yeah. the ball, no one's better than the Bucs. But in terms of interceptions, where they've struggled, we talked about the Titans game dropping a thousand different interceptions in that game. I'm not saying you want it all the time, and I, I think, um, you know, Diggs on the Cowboys, I know he's out for the season, but he's an example yep. of, like, a guy that will get you a ton of picks, but then also yep. get burned on a number of plays. Exactly. You don't want it all the time, but when Carlin and Jamel aren't taking the ball away, and it's you need somebody for your all-pro safety, to yep. come up with a with an interception on a let's face it, a pop fly. I don't hate the idea of putting a playmaker in there that has shown that he could take the ball away, at least in training camp. I get it, it's a completely different animal. Um, yeah. going into the regular season and playing those games, but it'll be a good test. Um if I if I had I, listen, I'm not an NFL player. I played football back in, in high school, right. that's about it. But if I was gonna give advice to Keenan Isaac if he ends up playing in this game,
1: I'd yep. be like, hey man,
0: you want to calm the focused on the game have a celsius energy drink before you right. uh, head out there to indianapolis scott you and i were in indianapolis for the nfl combine last year along yep. with bailey adams we used the celsius store locator if they're going right. to their website and we found a celsius in indianapolis we picked up multiple obviously celsius is the presenting sponsor of the Peter report podcast there's no sugar there's no post uh energy drink crash or jitters that you might get with another product out there. So if there's any Butts fans going to this game on Sunday in Indianapolis, it works. Use the Celsius store locator and you can pick one up where there's uh, one close to near you. And, you know, when we went, we had a couple of options. We could have went to a Walmart. We could have went to a Target or a 7-Eleven or a Walgreens or a health the fitness store. I do kind of wish, though, Scott, that Indianapolis had this one thing that we could have gone to to pick up a Celsius. What is it? Bodega. That's right. And after you keep going to your bodega, and you know you love Celsius, and you want more, and you want to get it in bulk, you can get it in bulk. I recommend getting that variety pack because the variety is the spice of life. There's great flavors from the sparkling orange pomegranate to the sparkling orange, sparkling watermelon, the Arctic vibes, my personal favorite. Get it in bulk because variety is the spice of life. Go to Amazon, click on the subscribe and save. You can have it sent to your place of residence whenever you want. You're in charge of it. It could be every week, month, quarterly, yearly. Just make sure you're drinking Celsius energy drinks. Make Celsius your pick. Celsius energy, the official energy drink of pewterreport.com.
1: Yep, Matt, you were talking about a lot of those interviews that we were in um, for today. You got some clips yeah. that you want to play, and uh, I think now's a great time to do that.
0: Let's yeah, um... let's, let's do it up. Um, there was a guy that we were talking. Well, you you had asked a, a fair amount of these. Zaire Franklin, the linebacker yeah. for the Colts, Good is player. Another wrecking ball. Shout out Miley Cyrus that could uh, make a huge difference in this game. So we got a couple of opinions on him from Todd Bowles to Baker Mayfield. Um, Baker talks about the defense as well, and Dave Canales. Yeah. So let's get to it.
1: You look at last week with Fred Warner being a bit of a game wrecker on defense. Um, the Colts have got another tackling machine in Zaire Franklin. Just talk about him and and uh, when you when you look at him on tape, uh, how much problems he causes uh, for your offense. I mean, he flies around, he's a game wrecker. You got four guys up front that make it easy for him, but he's another guy we're gonna face this week. and we'll Probably face him week in and week out from here on out. So, guy we gotta definitely make sure we know where he is on the field. I'd say that they're a high effort team, but their ability to take the ball away is the strong suit. I think
0: all their guys in the back end have a knack for finding the ball, um, whether it's punching it out or getting interceptions. They do a good job in their zone defense of uh, having vision on the quarterback. So, any errant throw, uh, if you miss it a little bit, they're going to have eyes on it. They're going to make a play on it. So they they do that really really well. Yeah, he's all over the field. Um, real similar to to Fred when you watch it, sideline to sideline is going to cover everybody. Um, yeah, obviously he's I think he's third in total tackles and number one in solo. So that 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 speaks for itself. He's going to he's going to run through. He's going to fit the run game, and then he's also going to be a good coverage linebacker that's going to make the stops for uh, eliminate big plays.
1: Look at him on, on on film. What do you see from his game that's going to present some problems for you? Yeah, just no hesitation. You know, he, he runs downhill. Um, he diagnoses earlier, so we talked about a different type of Mike linebacker last week with Fred Warner, who is going to sit back a little bit, kind of take it in, and then make his decision, you know, and play off of his, his combos, where, um, where Zaire, he's more of, he diagnoses, boom, he's like a rocket, you know? So that's going to really have to heighten our combos for the, for the offensive line
0: in the run game or the play action game to just be aware of him break, trying to break those combos earlier. So we just got to be ready for that, a different style of Mike linebacker. Um,
1: and like you said, a tackle machine. So guys take care of the rock as we get through the second level,
0: get that second hand and let lock it up. Thank you to Eric Moreno for this $5 super chat. Who says Devin white has battled multiple injuries. Hope he can play Carlton limited. I guess that's good. Hope uh, David and White and Davis can play. Thoughts, guys? Yeah, I mean, even for all of the struggles with Devin this season, and we can get to a Larry Foot video in, in just a second talking about Devin, uh, even with all his struggles this season and even going back to last season, yeah. I would still rather have Devin White in there than, than KJ Britt or rookie Servasier Dennis. And obviously – at some point, you want to figure out what you have in Sirfoster Dennis, especially if if Devin is is most likely going to be leaving after the season. But I don't think yeah. this Sunday is that day to figure it out. So I think having at least one of the two, if you have at least one of the two inside linebackers and you have at least one of the two corners, I'd still feel pretty good about the defense because you know you got Zion yeah. on one side and he's done this before, and you know Levante. We always talk about him cleaning it up, but Levante's yeah. not there. At least Devin, there's some semblance of you're gonna have a play caller that's familiar with everything and you know can still help the team in some ways.
1: Yeah. And listen, I mean, I know Devin's been struggling with some injuries, but like there's been other players that struggle with injuries and 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 still are productive, right? It's one thing to go out there and play hurt. It's another thing to go out there and play I don't want to say scared, but like like, hey, I don't want to get hurt anymore. And if if you're that if you're playing with that mentality, just get off the field because you're hurting the team at the end of the day. Now, we were talking about Zaire Franklin. The reason why I bring him up and you heard the the credentials that this guy has uh, from Baker Mayfield yeah. in terms of you know, he is he was a, the second leading tackler last year. I think he's third this year uh, in, in the NFL, in the entire NFL. And he is just a tackling machine. Fifteen tackles. Uh, the last game against the patriots 14 against the saints 11 against the cleveland browns um he had a very disappointing performance against jacksonville only 8 tackles <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> only 8 <laughs> 12 against the titans 12 against the rams 15 against the ravens 13 against the the texans and and then 17 to start the season against the jaguars so it's uh you know he's he's a good player and he's a heat-seeking missile. And if you thought Fred Warner was, was productive last week with the forced fumble, the, the 12 tackles, the two pass yeah. breakups, this guy, he's a different linebacker. He is, he's even kind of faster to trigger than, than Fred Warner is, per Dave Canales uh, on that interview. Um, he, he is what this organization was hoping Devin was going to be this year in a contract here. And just isn't. And I'm not taking a pot shot at, at Devin. I'm just speaking the truth. And, and, uh, it, but he is a kind of seek and destroy type linebacker and he can cover as well. He's got a couple pass breakups. He's got two force fumbles. And he, he's a former teammate of, of Sean Tucker. Sean Tucker was telling me, like, this guy, man, he's, he's like legit good. And he is. He's going to be a problem out there for the Bucks on Sunday.
0: On that thought of Devin White, this is what uh, Larry Foote had to say about Devin's last performance and uh, a little more honest than, you know, than Todd Bowles just putting up the blockers saying, no, Devin's great. Devin White has three tackles. Savrasi Dennis comes in for 17 snaps, makes two tackles. And on the other side, Fred Warner had, I believe, 12 tackles in the game. Just what were your thoughts on, on Devin's performance? And do you need to get more production out of him moving forward?
1: Uh, well, after you uh, watch, and evaluate the tape. You always want more. You know, I'm gonna push him and get more. was one of his best games, uh, but I always encourage him. You know, as a linebacker, you want to make a, a high volume uh, amount of tackles. Uh, wasn't his best performance, uh, but he didn't kill us either. Fred Warner, one of the best in the league. You know, I think a lot of guys in this league are striving to be
0: like him. And uh, but yeah, want more from everybody. Want more.
1: Well, once more, um, I think that that's a fair assessment, right? I mean, it just is. And uh, and, and the thing is, I, I think we who have, have covered Devin and, again, Peter Report, I mean, back in 2019, we had five mock drafts. Devin was in four. I remember getting ridiculed in January when came out with their first mock. And and Buck fans were saying, there's no way they're, they're going to draft an off-the-ball linebacker with the fifth overall pick. I mean, come on, that's, that's terrible value. Yeah they did. I
0: still, I and, still and, and, and and
1: you know what and I'm just re- real quick we we put in Josh Allen after we put in Devin the first two. We we said let's yeah. go with Josh Allen edge rusher from Kentucky just to mix it up. Just yeah. to like okay in case Devin's not the guy. Then we went back to Devin for the last two and we nailed it. I was super excited to get this guy because I think he was a great fit for Todd Bowles' defense and he was in 2019. He was in 2020. And and then his play just over these last two years has just kind of slid downhill and it's disappointing to see.
0: I was going to say, I still remember when Devin was about to run his 40 yard dash. And I believe it was, he tweeted from the Pewter report account and said,
1: future, yeah, future Devin
0: Buccaneer. white is, uh, is about to run the 40 yard dash. It's just crazy. And he kind of already said it, but it, like what he was, Especially in twenty twenty. You know, twenty nineteen he's a rookie. You're will still learn. Yeah. But like what he was in twenty twenty to what happened the following couple of seasons, especially 2022 and now. 2021 yeah. he was he was fine. And you know, when when the team's winning and you had double digit wins and you win the right. NFC, it, it masks a lot of stuff. But yeah, it's 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 truly one of the one of the more aggravating yeah, slips from falls from grace. You know, maybe not well, and, falls from grace. He, he's still and, okay. Yeah,
1: the thing is, Matt is is when you're drafting a linebacker, an inside linebacker, an off the ball linebacker, as they as they call it, mm-hmm. that high in the draft, he can't just be a guy that makes eight tackles a game, right? You need yeah. to get impact plays from him. He needs to be a splashy player that's capable of 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 you know of, of being a Fred Warner, of being. Uh, yep. A Roquan Smith type, a, a game wrecker, right? A, a Zaire Franklin, right? Who, you know, was not a first round pick, but that was the expectation from Devin. You go and you look at the first year and he only played 13 games because he had the injury. Remember, he, he hurt his knee and uh, I want to say the second game of the season yep. at Carolina and uh, and then had the, the COVID issue in, in 2020. And so he missed a, a, a game there, but his rookie season he had 91 tackles, only played and missed three games, 91 tackles, two and a half sacks, three forced fumbles, four fumble recoveries, right? Um, had an interception and, and then had uh, three passes defensed. And I think he had, uh, yeah, in 2019, he scored two touchdowns, right? He had two scooping scores um, from two of those fumble recoveries. Yeah. 2020, 140 tackles. Nine sacks, forced fumble, fumble recovery. and and then of course, had a, a plays galore in the postseason. the interception in the end zone of the Super Bowl, the yeah. interception and and the fumble recovery uh, against uh, drew Brees, four pass breakups twenty twenty one comes hundred and twenty eight tackles, three and a half sacks, and three pass breakups, didn't have any fumbles or whatever. but then just started to kind of, Slide down, and and even last year wasn't bad. 124 tackles, five and a half sacks, two forced fumbles, three fumble recoveries, five pass breakups. But you really started to kind of see the inconsistent play, hmm. the up and down. Right, you, you didn't know what you were going to get. There was the Ravens game that was bad. He had some other games, the the Dallas game to start the season, the the the, the Saints game to start the season in uh, in 2022. The, those those first two weeks were amazing from Devin. And the just the consistency has him in there. He's got 62 tackles right now. That's that's nearly 30 behind Levante David. Yep. He's got two sacks. He's got one interception, which was caught in self-defense from, from Jalen Hurts. Uh no foam, no forced fumbles, no fumble recoveries, just not what you're looking for, you know. But we are looking for a, a ten dollar super chat. Yeah. And, and
0: Paul A.K. Florida Dreamhouse came through with that. He did. Thank you to Paul for the super chat. He says, wishing SR, M- Maddie D, and all who see this a happy Thanksgiving. Pewter Report has been incredibly entertaining, informative, and fun, and turned me into a Celsius Adam. <laughs> I love it. Positive vibes, everyone. It's not over. Paul, thank you so much for the kind. Thank you of- very much. Uh, happy Thanksgiving to you as happy well. Happy
1: Thanksgiving. Yes. And to all the Pewter people out there.
0: Yeah, to all the Pewter people, very much have enjoyed interacting with you on this show on social media paul um you're a great fan and not that you no one else isn't but uh just thoroughly enjoy uh, all all of your fandom of peter report yeah uh jefferson tugboat who also won the uh the, the celsius campaign a couple of weeks ago with a 20 dollars super chat thank you to jefferson says i got my celsius yesterday great i expected 24 cans of orange what i got was 36 orange and 12 creamsicle as usual celsius and peter report deliver as expected and then some thanks so much and go bucks
1: yeah that's awesome
0: enjoy uh, those celsius 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 jefferson enjoy all the celsius (laughs) that uh you are about to have you earned it with a great comment so uh yeah congrats hope you enjoy yeah. Callie Buck says, I was a huge fan of Devin White in 19 and 20, It's sad to see his play decline the way it has. Yeah. And that's why he's not going to get that big contract that, um you know, that he's looking for. Yeah.
1: Uh, Paul just chimes in here. Congrats Jefferson. I got 48 orange and love and life. So yeah. yeah. Celsius, man, they over deliver. It's just, just like they over deliver in every can. Like you, you want, you want energy, you want to be able to wake up in the morning, and Celsius always over delivers. It's a great product. Uh, I use it every day. Uh, rarely drink coffee anymore. If I do drink coffee, it's just, you know, I want not like the taste of coffee. But yeah. to get me up in the morning, it's it's Celsius. It's either uh, I'm rocking the, the orange in the morning or um, the Oasis vibe, tropical vibe. Matt, I'm with you sometimes. I'll go with an Arctic vibe, which, you know, is one of your favorites. So,
0: Yep, Good one stuff. of my personal favorites. we got another super chat from Kelly Dwight Fields. Thank you. To uh, KDF, who says, mm. I like the Ravens offensive coordinator if they go far in the playoffs. Well, there's already history and familiarity with uh, Todd Munkin, the Ravens offensive coordinator. Obviously, he was the OC back in the day for the Bucks. Yeah. Um, right before the Bruce Arians regime came in. Um, yep. Coach Jameis. <laughs> but uh, one thing I do appreciate about Todd Munkin, this goes back to when he was an offensive And I don't know how Todd Munkin would feel. I mean, if you're a head coach, it's one thing. You're becoming a head coach. But considering, like, what could happen with all the turnover this season, Mm -hmm. Todd Munkin at times doesn't seem like he wants to be bothered with with many things. And I think a good example of that was when he was the offensive coordinator of the Georgia Bulldogs, Uh, you know, helped them win two straight national championships. They were like, oh, like, what's your relationship like with with Kirby Smart? How's it grown? And he was just like, listen. If I'm doing well, like our relationship is fine. If I'm doing well, I'm going to stick around and everybody's right. It doesn't really matter how close our relationship is. If yeah. I'm not doing well as an offensive coordinator, they're gonna fire me, and they're gonna bring someone else in. Yeah,
1: and no, you're thought, right. I, I
0: just thought he was like enough with like all the side BS, like yeah, yeah, yeah we're he, friends. But it's <laughs> yeah, he,
1: he says. Everybody says, "Oh, it's a family." It's no, it's not a family. It's a business. It's a yeah. business. You're, you're. <laughs> I'm here to call plays to help you win games. If I'm not doing my job, you're gonna fire me. Like that's, you know, you don't fire your family, but like you, you fire your coaches. And I, I love Todd Munkett. I would. You know, if and it's a little too early because we'll see the the numbers are going to be what they are. Either Todd Bowles is going to win enough and stay, or not, and and probably leave after this year. But I would be all in favor of having Todd Munkin uh, come back as the head coach.
0: What I, I he's, want, he's good. yeah, um, it's all about winning. What I want you guys to win. We know it's Thanksgiving tomorrow. There's going right. to be football on, so you can make some bets for these football games over at my bookie a g you got three football games starting or coming up tomorrow plus some college football as well the egg bowl too so a lot of great football on thanksgiving skip the arguments with uncle dave on thanksgiving and focus <sighs> on what really matters good food boosted odds and hitting those turkey day parlays picture this not just watching games but turning every second into a potential win with my bookie, you can stream the games and live bet them, and turn any game day into a payday. Ready to up your game? Sign up today and make your first deposit with the promo code Pewter—that's P-E-W-T-E-R—for a sweet deposit bonus up to two thousand dollars, or up to thousand dollars in cash. And you can also get a two hundred dollar welcome cash bonus. Even if you learn from plants and you math, you know that that is a heck of a deal. Uh, That's promo code Pewter, P-E-W-T-E-R, to claim your bonus. This isn't just a promo code. It's your secret weapon to get the extra edge on the house. The best part is you don't even need to be a sports whiz to win at MyBookie. You can bet in on, cash in on everything from politics to your favorite shows and then some. So bet anything, anytime, anywhere, only with MyBookie.ad. Check out their uh, online casino as well. So if you're into cards, blackjack, all that fun stuff. Um they have it over there at my bookie.
1: Yeah. That's a good website. Um I use it religiously every every week when I do my college and, and, and the NFL picks. Uh, I I cashed in big time last week. I got the forty minus minus eleven earlier in the week and mm. cashed in on that. Sorry, Bucks fans, but if they're gonna lose, I'm gonna make some money. And and exactly. also the, the Cowboys crushed it too. They beat the the Panthers that took that spread. And I won like seventy large last week, man. I had a good week. Actually, that was just on Sunday. It did pretty good in college as well. Um, so th- there is a really good my bookie bet right now if you're a my bookie customer, and why wouldn't you be? Sign up uh, and, and play this. Uh, I put 15 large on the updated odds for, and I showed you this at uh, at one buck place, the yeah. updated odds for the Bucks winning the NFC South, which I still think they're going to win the South, believe it or not. I, th- this game will, will, will determine it. If they lose against the Colts, I don't think they will, but I think there's a pretty decent chance that they beat the Colts, think that they have a shot, and if they win the division, fifteen dollars uh, will get you fifty-one. It's a plus three forty-five um, bet right now. So uh, I think I think that that's a safe bet. Fifteen dollars, I'll risk that to see if I can win fifty-one when this team wins the NFC South, and, and we'll see if they do. But uh, that that's a nice little play that I found there. So check that out on my bookie, and uh, we have a, a couple of other. Um, Comments here to get to uh, a new one here from Paul.
0: Yeah. Paul, AKA Florida dream house. Thanks for the $5. Super chat says sign Baker, resign Mike, give Bowles and canals one more season and upgrade a few positions. We are closer than we think to being a contender. Yeah. I don't, I mean, obviously it all has to fall into place, but I don't necessarily hate, especially for the offensive side of the things of keeping canals for another season. And, Find out what you really have with this offense, and then you could also um, you can also like kind of bridge the gap where you have Baker, but then you can also find a quarterback in this year's draft too. So obviously Baker would probably want more than than, yeah. than a one year deal, but it, the reality is, I don't think this season is going to make teams be like, oh my god, like we need Baker Mayfield on our team. Like I can see. Right. I can see like a team like the Jets, for example, trying yeah. to right the wrongs of oh well we didn't have a plan after Aaron Rodgers. Like I can right. see the Jets being like, man, Baker would be a sick backup quarterback. Yeah, if something happens exactly. To Aaron Rodgers, but I don't think Baker the way he's playing has been fine. Yeah, I, quite I think fine. he's a
1: starter somewhere in the league but next gonna year. He's not
0: going to get that Geno Smith contract. Correct. Is, is I
1: agree. Yep. Uh Belly Live. I wonder if anyone even sees my comments. Yes, we got your comment right here. So. uh, Appreciate you uh, being a part of, of today's show. With Without Levante, David, the team is not the same. We are full of injuries. Uh, never know, though. They, this could turn into a godsend with the rookies. What do you think of that? Um, that kind of goes right in line with this next comment here from Wade Butler. Peter, report, do you think Cervasio Dennis has higher potential than Devin White? Don't know. Don't know. But I want to find out. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know. And I don't know if Josh Hayes, if he is a just a special teams demon who can – Run down the field and cover kicks, or if uh, he is a player that that really can can play cornerback, and and I do know that the Josh Hayes he's tied for the third most special teams tackles in the league, so he's having a hell of a of a rookie season from a special team standpoint. But as we saw with like you know Ryan Smith years ago, Matt, like he was a yeah. special teams ace. But you put him out there at cornerback, and you're like, yikes. Yeah, I just like, know. we we'll have to see. It's like,
0: it's like Devin Hester is the greatest kick returner of all time, maybe outside of Deion Sanders. But yeah. Devin Hester is not – if he gets to the Hall of Fame, it's not because of what he did as a as a wide receiver.
1: Yeah, so. exactly. Uh,
0: thank you to Dante Mason for this 1999 Super Chat, who says, hey, guys, sorry I'm late. No worries there. Yeah, uh, What's the chances Levante plays uh, – this isn't – that probably means plays this weekend. Yeah. Uh, by the way, the name is Dante. Dante, yeah. sorry that I've been mispronouncing yeah. your name Appreciate uh, that. before, but thank you so much for the super chat. Um, Levante did not practice today. Even Todd Ball said if if the game was today, Levante would not be playing in it. Um, doesn't look ideal. And as Scott kind of mentioned before, that's why we spoke to Sarasay Dennis today and, yeah. and Josh Hayes. And another thing to point out, and Scott, you, you had mentioned this. We talked about it separately that, Um, You know, groin injuries kept Vita Vea out a couple weeks ago, kept Logan Hall out. Yeah, And we're talking about a 28-year-old Vita Vea and what's Logan Hall, 23? We're talking about 33-year-old Levante David. So he's going to need a little more time to recover than some of the other guys on this team. Um, Would be a little, I'll just say it, it'd be surprising if Levante plays this week.
1: Yeah, I, I agree. I, I don't think he plays. And at the same time, too, they're going to need him for the long haul. So you don't want to stick him out there and have him further that injury or re-aggravate it, right? So that's yeah. – I, I think if it, if it costs Logan Hall a game and it costs Vita Bay a game and it's a groin injury, I would I would suspect that LeBante will be out this week.
0: We'll see. But we got another Super Chat to get to. Thank you to Easy the Great for the $5 Super Chat who says, we need 22-1, and one. so Chase Edmonds and Rashad White <clears> – <throat> in shotgun at <clears throat> sorry at the same time with Baker both are threats out of the backfield and could benefit the tight ends down the seam i actually kind of like this idea yeah. you know if Rashad White's going to be one of your weapons why not if anything like Rashad White can go out for a pass chase yeah. and block or you have both go out and it obviously forces the the rest of the defense to adjust in one way or another i like that idea i don't know if we'll see it but i think it would be fun
1: yeah i agree um i also have another good idea as well. And that means uh, calling Eric Gross. If you need a realtor, folks, boy, this is the guy. It takes a full team effort to win in football and it takes a full team effort to win in real estate and Eric Gross. And the Eric Gross Group, that's the team you want uh, to draft or sign. The Eric Gross Group, they've done hundreds of transactions in the real estate market here in Tampa and across Florida and across the country. So they've got the experience you're looking for. Eric, as you know, is an avid Peter Report reader. And he's also a Tampa native, so knows this area like the back of his hand. And what I'm encouraging you to do is go to his website. Uh, even if you're not in the market for a house, just go to the website because you never know when that opportunity might come to sell your house, to make some big time money. If you have a lot of, of, uh, uh, of you know, of uh, uh, escrow uh, in your house and or I'm sorry, equity, that's the other E word I was looking for, equity in your house. And, and maybe you, you are looking to sell, or maybe you're looking to buy. Well, Eric Gross and the Eric Gross Group, they got you covered. Housesinfla.com. Find them on Facebook or Instagram at Eric Gross Group. No matter where you are in your homeownership journey, you're going to feel welcome at the Eric Gross Group, the official realtor of Peter Report. Visit housesinfla.com.
0: Got another super chat to get to. Thank you to uh, the Pod Laughs Podcast for this 499 super chat. It yeah. says, Is Chris Godwin frustrated? P.S. I have a Doug Martin rookie card I'll let go for a half-eaten sandwich. Uh, No, Chris Godwin is not frustrated. Um, Dave Canals keeps saying, like, man, I want to get Chris Godwin the football in the red zone. Greg Allman had a great stat the other day where Chris Godwin has been tackled, I think, four or five different times within the five-yard line. So Godwin's getting pretty close. We also uh, spoke to Godwin today, and he talked a lot about his meditation um, and I think that's kind of played a role into it too, but he's the ultimate team guy, Chris Godwin. Yeah. He actually just got nominated for the, uh, the art Rooney sportsmanship yeah. award. Great and, honor. uh, he actually had something very funny to, to yes. say about it at the end. So congrats to, to Chris Godwin on this nomination. Inducted yourself a certain way the Yeah. I mean, I think, uh, for me, it's an honor because of just like how I carry myself. Um, and like I don't I don't necessarily think it's like a way that like I'm like intentionally trying to be. It's just yeah. like you know, just how I was raised and you know, how I know to go about my work. Um, try to be a good person, just treat people like with respect and stuff like that. And that doesn't, you know, change when I get on the field. Like I feel like there's a way for you to like compete at the highest level without you know being an asshole so uh, <laughs> uh, so that's how i kind of go about my business man but again it's an honor um to be nominated for it um i think it speaks volumes to what the people in the building here think about me which is you know at the end of the day what i what i care about most in terms of you know my peers and the, and the respect that they give me great words from uh yeah. chris Gowen. very fun to see yeah i think it's um it's it's been more just Things not working out with him reaching yep. the end zone. I don't think it's for a lack of effort. Um, I, I, I think down the stretch, maybe we'll see him score a ton just because yeah. uh, he's due.
1: Well, it, maybe you're due to score a ton uh, when it comes to the stocks, uh, mutual funds, uh, but you're not going to know unless you call a Muni Financial.
0: At a Muni Financial, we help you live in the now. Good. Congratulations! You We're so happy. Thank for you. you. Thank you. And even though the now may feel very different, you still need to plan for the future. How's retirement you? Oh, just fantastic. I know I say it all the time, but you really got to come up to Colorado. Let's do it. All right. Yeah. We can help you develop that plan to keep you on track so you can still prepare for tomorrow,
1: today. AIM Uni Financial. Plan ahead. Stay ahead. That's right, managing your family's wealth means more to Muni Financial than simply allocating your assets. It means legacy planning, brokerage and advisory services, retirement accounts, college savings accounts for the kids, and insurance services. With forty years of experience, let Immuni Financial help you play ahead, plan ahead and stay ahead. Call Immuni today at 800 868 6864 or visit them on the web at immuni.com.
0: All right, guys, that's going to do it for us on today's show. Please make sure you follow us on all of our social media on X, Instagram, Facebook, and Threads. We are at Peter Report. Our YouTube channel is Peter Report TV. Please like and subscribe and leave a comment. No show tomorrow because it's Thanksgiving. So we're going to have the Peter Game Day show on Sunday, starting at twelve noon with the uh, live in-game reactions and opinions. At one o'clock, we'll have the Peter Post Game Show after. Uh, thank you, guys, so much. For Scott, I'm Matt saying thanks, everybody, for watching. Have a happy Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving, Have a great time watching football. And we'll see you on Sunday for another edition of the Peter Report podcast. Peace out. Football. Happy Thanksgiving. God family.